Hey all, got a great episode today with uh, Mr. Ben Phillips, Head of uh, Business Improvement for Airbus, coming in to talk about their journey and all that's happening in defence in this regard and how to truly create great outcomes and a sustainable excellence journey to achieve more than just cost savings. It's going to be a great one. We talk a lot about leadership and leadership behaviour in this episode. To help you gain more, we've put a template up on the Enterprise Excellence Podcast website under Downloads, which is an ideal behaviour review template that you can do together with your senior leaders to really start to explore what ideal behaviors do we need to exude to get this cultural outcome and really make this excellence journey succeed let's get to the episode welcome to the enterprise excellence podcast where we aim to help create a better future learn from our world's experts how to improve and create enduring high performance low impact enterprises learn how to enhance morale customer and purpose centricity, focus and calmness. Learn how to create and sustain a culture of excellence at all levels of your organisation. I'm your host, Brad Jevons, coming to you from Brisbane, Australia. Welcome to episode 158 of the Enterprise Excellence Podcast. It is such a pleasure to have Mr. Ben Phillips on the show with us today. Ben is a transformation and business improvement specialist currently working at Airbus. Ben has extensive experience in healthcare through organizations such as Symbian and General Electric, GE. Ben is passionate about transforming cultures to enhance continuous improvement and operational efficiency. Let's get into the episode, Ben. Thanks so much for joining us today. Morning, Brad. Yeah, appreciate your time, mate. Ben, what's your backstory, mate? Like, what got you into the fields of operational excellence and inspired you down this path to really start focusing on how do we make this stuff stick and truly sustain long term? My journey started in 2007 and I was a business manager up in North Queensland and was given an opportunity to learn more about Lean in its early days with Cedar Logistics. And that gave me the opportunity to, to understand what Lean is about and how it can transform organisations. And SIVA was on its on its lean journey within Australia um, in 2007. And I was given the opportunity to transition out of a, a business manager role into a lean manager role in 2008 and relocated down to Brisbane and was able to support the sites in Australia in a basic lean wave. And that wave was a a two week program that really focused on some of the core fundamentals. So being able to define the processes, to measure the processes, to to look at performance management, to implement a monitoring tool, but then also to help develop a lean mindset within the management team. And I did that for for 12 months. And then in 2009, I was given an opportunity to go overseas with SIBA. And I went overseas for nine months and traveled to a number of countries uh, such as Germany and Poland and Amsterdam, uh, sorry, the Netherlands and um, Singapore, Malaysia, etc. And was able to really focus on Kaikaku, so the the radical improvements. And these were typically an eight to nine week wave exercise. And we would go into sites and we would uh, 
do a full diagnostics of the, the financials. We would identify the, the processes from end to end. We would measure the processes. We would design the, the transformation activities. And then we would actually implement some of the major transformation activities and then be able to quantify the benefit that that provided we'd be able to develop a 12-month improvement plan and we would allow the site the opportunity to continue improving their operations as well as reporting through on a monitoring tool so that we could track their progress. Mm. Returned back to Australia and then really led the Kaizen implementation program and was able to really get on board with Kaizen. And Kaizen was a a fantastic opportunity for me to really understand the power of teams and how empowering teams at the at the shop floor level can really drive improvements and, and create that sense of ownership and and really focus on being able to sustain the improvements through um, the involvement of, of the team members that actually do the work every day, mm-hmm. as well as spending the time in the Gemba and being able to allow those teams the opportunity to be able to showcase the improvements and and feel a sense of pride from it. And then my career has transitioned into pharmaceuticals and doing uh, various roles within manufacturing, supply chain. And recently I've, I've been given an opportunity to join the aviation sector and have been with Airbus now for close to 12 months and uh, I'm really enjoying working within defence and working within aviation overall. Yeah, that's awesome. So you've had this big background from you know major projects and real rapid implementations over time to getting continuous improvement in Kaizen happening bottom up through to pharmaceutical and now defence. I'm really keen to explore at the moment, Ben, like, is that lot happening in defence and keen to understand you know, what is the focus for operational excellence within the defence industry currently in Airbus? Yeah, it's really about how we can support defence to be able to become more efficient. And defence is really expecting a lot more from companies such as Airbus to to really demonstrate value to the, the different parts of defence, be it Air Force, Army and, and Navy and being able to partner with them on some of those significant improvements that can really allow cost reduction, better service performance, um, reduce quality impacts and alike, and and also being able to leverage the skills and the knowledge. So I think for defence, being able to tap into what Airbus has as as its knowledge base and being able to look at the whole ecosystem and be able to identify where those opportunities lie to be able to really drive that, that overall cost reduction. That's good. I guess you, it's in a strong position where I guess in Australia, the Australian Defence is looking to partner a lot and create that collaborative approach, which is extremely powerful to be able to get movement forward. Like, What do you see as a way that organisations can best then go about this journey? You know, Take that position of, partnership that in Australia anyway the military is looking to take and really use it to create and ha- amplify that culture of continuous improvement and innovation 
Yeah, I think the, the key thing here is really about making sure that from a senior management point of view, that the senior management is really committed to being able to support the broader objectives. Mm. And from a defence aspect, making sure that what we focus on strategically actually aligns with what the, the customer is looking for. And then being able to make sure that from a company such as Airbus, that we, we have the right people in the right positions to be able to support that that change that's being uh, focused on, that's being expected and supported. And then being able to make sure as well that from a, a an employee point of view, that the employees understand their role within the, the transformation effort and mm-hmm. being able to allow all of the team the opportunity to contribute towards that improvement is is really important and the work that i've been doing with a number of sites of late is really about how do we create some of those smaller activities whether they're a pdca a jdi or maybe just a really small improvement as part of what we refer to as an impact initiative to be able to really draw that that mindset of I come to work every day and I look for where those areas of opportunity are. What's what's something that I can do today that can help improve my team, my site, the broader company performance that actually aligns directly to the customer expectations as well. And then being able to, to sell that. And that's one area of opportunity within Airbus at the moment is to really demonstrate to the customer all the good work that's been done and how it actually aligns with uh, their strategic direction. Yeah, that's awesome. So then I can really see that, you know, you got this piece of um, customer engagement and understanding going on with the, you know, Australian defense, but then it's about leadership engagement, getting that strategic alignment with customers and with strategy throughout the business, getting people capability and the right people in the right seats to be able to really enable them and then engage them in improvement and engage them. But I love these first few steps you've got here too. Ben, what what would, advice would you give to someone about how to go about getting greater leadership engagement and inspiring leaders to be more involved and, and leading out the journey rather than it just being pushed to a CI manager or business improvement manager? Yeah, I think one of the key things is for the leadership to really understand what lean or what continuous improvement actually provides that aligns strategically with the organization's direction and i think that connection to to the 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 strategic direction the strategy is is so critical because once you create that that alignment it actually gives you the opportunity to be able to ensure that the senior managers and even the middle managers are on board because the work that would be done would actually support the the broader objectives. And sometimes there's incentives that are aligned to to those outcomes. Um, So from a senior management point of view, if if they get behind it, you know, they might actually get a a higher bonus at the the end of the year. but also, I think it's really about making sure that there's that commitment. And the the alignment strategically can provide that commitment to the, the program. 
and and that's critical for the sustainability so it's not just something we're doing for the next six months or the next 12 months but this is actually part of the journey and and we're going to stay on this path for for years to come because it's actually going to add value and it's going to drive results but then it's also about making sure that the organization has a willingness to change and once the the organization determines that yes this is something that we want to pursue that that willingness can really drive some some fantastic outcomes and then I think it's fundamentally about making sure you have the right people in the right positions. And this is where, from an executive level, those decisions need to be made. That you know, Do we have the right leaders in those right roles to be able to support the change that's been identified that's really going to be able to drive outcomes for us? Yeah, it's great. I love that piece you said there around just understand senior leaders' goals and aspirations. And I guess that those goals and aspirations are customer aligned and there's there's a customer alignment piece in there too. It makes it really powerful. And then connect the whole excellence journey on how you can help them achieve that through the continuous improvement innovation culture. It's really cool. And then I guess it's looking at people capability and how to build that people capability, particularly in leadership, to lead it through the that leadership shadow, I guess, from the senior leadership through. Ben, the thing I'm keen to ask on is with strategic alignment what techniques and approaches are you using at airbus to try get or to work to get strategic alignment where the businesses everyone's aligned with their goals and their vision and path forward that links up to the top line but also customers the way that we approach it within airbus is we we look at what is the the strategic objectives of the region and how does that roll up broader into the, the global strategy expectations of, of the organization. And then being able to consider what are the top company objectives and being able to break those uh, top company objectives into various categories. So we use SQCDP, so the safety, um, the, the quality, the cost, the delivery, and then the people and being able to, to think about what are those key metrics, those, those key uh, initiatives and, and, and targets that we actually want to be able to set that allows that, that common language, that common alignment towards the, the achievement of the, the broader strategic outcomes. And then being able to refer to those on a, on a periodic basis so the senior management team gets together um, periodically to be able to review those those outcomes but those those targets within sqcdp are cascaded down to individual goals um, and that's something that you're measured against for the full year but you have the opportunity to come together with your manager through the one-on-one -on -one meetings or the the quarterly reviews to be able to say am i on track or am i not on track and, um, and make sure that you've got this collective workforce really working towards delivery of the outcomes that, are, that have been defined. That's great. Really sounds to me, Ben, like you're, you're using Teams visual boards or their visual management approach to performance to basically become their plan. Like if that's strategically aligned in that process of strategy deployment results in their board being updated, but then also down to the individual I guess in their personal development plan or their doc, whatever documentation or approach they use for their one-on-ones, 
to then drive that individual approach. That's really cool. It's simple. You haven't got like another tool or technique that you're trying to bolt into there. It's just update that visual performance system as you go about it. Um, ben, what, what's been some challenges that you faced over your career in trying to roll out these programs and help really make them stick? And what did you do to try overcome that or work to overcome it? I think the biggest challenge is the, the commitment from the senior management. And uh, the senior management are not committed to, to the change, be it lean or be it Six Sigma, whatever that, that, that program that's being focused on. It's almost impossible to be able to, to implement the change. And if the senior managers, managers are on board, then the middle managers are, are on board. And then it, it actually helps to, to drive the outcomes. And the senior managers need to be able to model the way and be able to really ensure that the communication that they have, the, the behaviours that they demonstrate, really support the, the change initiative. I think the other challenge that I've seen is this this focus purely on a cost aspect. And a number of companies that I've worked for have seen Lean as this opportunity to improve the bottom line, uh, get short-term results for the, the shareholder, but it's been at the expense of the employees. And good organisations recognise the fact that there is a balance. So you've got to find the opportunity to invest in the people, but also look for the improvement to be able to continue to, to drive shareholder value, but not at the expense of the employee welfare and, um, and being able to really look at the, the longer term, not the shorter term aspect. Um, and the ways that I've sort of really focused in the past to help develop a, a mindset of continuous improvement within the, the senior team is to to really help them understand their role, but also to be able to challenge them to spend time on the floor to help engage with the, the teams, to do the gamble walks and to experience the, the environment that, that the team has to work in. Because I think sometimes you... As a senior manager, you can sit in an office and you can feel that you you know what's what's occurring and, and how the work's actually being done. But it's not until you spend the time on the floor and you actually see it firsthand and you understand the the constraints, the, the challenges that the team has to face that you, you can realise, well, I have a role in being able to make this work easier, more rewarding for the employees that can really drive efficiency and productivity gains yeah well so and two things i really picked up on there from you was leadership behavior and leadership behavior around their part in leading the journey which you've really focused on leading from the front so that they can learn and understand and then i guess from that help to overcome challenges and the other key aspect was not purely focusing on cost like looking at the big picture and i guess you and i know mate there's so many win-wins there between safety and improvement, environmental and improvement, employee engagement and culture and improvement, isn't there? It's like you don't have to just focus on cost. You'll you'll get it all if you approach it with the right leadership behaviour, I'm guessing, because you think, where does that purely cost focus come from? I'm guessing it must be senior leadership if that's their pure behaviour and language focus. 
Yeah, I think so. I, I think there's this um, almost expectation that if we spend this amount of money that we'll get a return on our investment and that return on the investment is expected now or within the next six months. Um, and for some organisations, they don't want to make the investment with a longer-term gain. And the pressure that's applied is is sometimes so intense that it actually drives the, the wrong behaviours. So people actually start looking for shortcuts. They, they start missing quality checks. They start focusing on how they can just get the product out, not worrying about how the, the safety of the, the work is actually being completed. Whereas the, the, the more strategic organisations are the, the organisations that really focus on how to be able to get the, the longer term benefits. And this is that cultural change piece. And to be able to make a a change within a, an organization's culture is not something you can do in four weeks or six months, and sometimes not even in 12 months. Like it can take a number of years. And from an employee point of view, I think employees are always looking for the, the, the signals, the signs that this is something that we truly believe in, that it's something that we're going to support, it's something that we're going to reinforce on a continuous basis. And it's a new way that we're going to operate within the organisation. It's not just a quick band-aid fix to meet some arbitrary number that's actually going to erode employee satisfaction and um, and long-term value of the organisation. So it, it is a journey, as we know. Um, and our role, I see, is that, that opportunity to allow the the senior managers the opportunity to understand a, a different way to run a business and I, I i personally believe that lean can be your your model to to running a really effective business and if you apply the principles and you you're committed to the the outcomes that you can really drive long-term value for all stakeholders it's not just for the selected few and having that power of people coming to work every day engaged committed to continuous improvement and driving those small improvements that add up to a large change overall is so powerful it really is and that that is true transformation it sounds awesome and then i think too the thing i'm really picking up on is that that piece of you know as a business improvement manager you know it's like we're coaching the senior leaders to help cast that shadow and we're also engaging the rest of the business to really help them move forward isn't it like it's a a dual side because without both i'm guessing it's like you're saying it's you're not going to get the gains but the gains can be so amazing ben what would be your enterprise excellence two-minute tip that you'd give to a business improvement leader or senior leader in an organization looking to roll out or improve their excellence journey my tip would be to, to analyze your business, your operations strategy, and, and understand what it is that the organization's moving towards, and then being able to determine what leadership commitment there is to be able to make the change that's necessary. And if you don't have the leadership commitment to implement a program such as Lean, don't do it. Just, just don't 
yeah. don't go down that road. Um, and if you do have that commitment, then think about the company's willingness to change its corporate culture. And that's a long-term endeavor. You're going to have to engage a number of different departments to be able to support you in on that journey. And you're going to have to make investments in people's development to be able to really drive the, the understanding and the, the behaviors and the outcomes that are necessary. And the final tip would be just do a review of the current structure to make sure that you've got the right people in the right positions. Because if you've got the wrong person in, in a very important position, that person can be a roadblock and that can bring down the, the entire objective that you're trying to, to work towards. So you've really got to make sure that the people that you have are there to be able to support the change and be able to uh, model that, that improvement that's necessary so that all of the employees can get behind it and really drive some positive outcomes. Yeah, that's really cool. And I can picture, and as you discuss that, you can picture that leadership shadow and where you get a break in that shadow, it can cast a bat, you know, it can destroy the whole path down, can't it? So it's, it's a really cool insight. Hey, Ben, I really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the knowledge, mate, and what you have done and continue to do to create a better future, mate. How can people reach out to you if they want to engage and, and learn more and discuss more? I think the best is LinkedIn. Um, yeah, please send me through uh, an invitation. Happy to accept all of them and uh, look forward, forward to connecting with, uh, with all of the enterprise excellence community. Well, Ben, thanks again, mate. It's been such a great conversation. I gained a lot of value from it and I know others will also. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Brad. Cheers, Ben. Bye for now. What a great episode. Remember, you can go to the Enterprise Excellence Podcast website under downloads to get hold of the ideal behavior review template that you can use with your senior leadership team and others to really look at those ideal behaviors to help truly make the journey sustain and achieve great outcomes for the bigger reasons. You know, cost, people, safety, productivity, environmental, the whole thing. There were two key takeaways for me from this episode. Firstly, leadership engagement and the shadow that they cast all the way down to the front line this is a really cool discussion about the importance of leadership engagement to make a journey actually achieve results and sustain but also the importance to look at that shadow of leadership behavior from the very top right the way down to the front line because if that shadow gets broken with some not ideal behaviors you you won't get the outcomes at the front line you won't truly shift to that bottom up based improvement which really counts on these journeys. The second key takeaway links to that. Getting that alignment and engagement right the way down to the front line and how Ben did that, just basically using team's performance boards and doing strategy deployment and just updating those in a way that makes them aligned. Because the front line ultimately, they know the problems. They know where we need to focus to get the gains because they're in it every day creating value. This system creates bottom up if we've got the ideal leadership behaviors to going with it. You get a psychologically safe workforce at the front line. You've got the system in place of connected meetings that are focused to overcome impediments and challenges, and you get great outcomes, of course, coupled with the ideal leadership behaviors. Thanks again for your time and knowledge, Ben. Thanks for helping us create a better future. Bye for now.